Because what motivated me to start walking again in the right way is because I remembered what Jesus did for me. Yeah. I remembered Jesus taking me out of the valley when my mother passed away. Mm -hmm. Right? In the Old Testament, that's what God said. Remember what I've done for you. Yep. Facts. That's the prodigal son. Why did he go back to his because he remembered. He remembered who his father was. He remembered w what his father did for him. He remembered the love and the yeah, gratitude yeah, that absolutely. he showed is because of the love that he experienced from his father. Facts. I just don't believe that we were saved to stumble our way through life this side of heaven. I believe that we should respond to his saving grace with life that glorifies him in every way both the spiritual and the practical. Welcome to the Save Talk podcast with my co-host Guy. Earlier, we were actually having a pretty interesting conversation. We were talking about just reflecting, really. I, I would say it was more of a reflecting on how we got saved, why we're, 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 we're still Christians, you know, and I, and I think that that if you ever take time to reflect on that, kind of just looking back on your journey, how you grew up, the family you were raised in, and then how you got to the point where you have a a real relationship with Christ. It's it's an interesting one. You know, like you you could be born into any type of family with any type of belief system, a plethora of different situations, traumas, anything that you've gone through that have such a an impact on what you choose to believe, right? Because we know that a, a lot of what we believe is based on our perception and, and a history of things that shape how we view the world, how we view God, right? So I thought it would be it, it, would, it would be interesting to kind of engage in that today. Of um, course. Yeah, with those with those questions that, that guy presented, like how did you become a Christian or, or, or how are you a Christian? And then I guess if we can incorporate why, you know, are you a Christian? A I think Christian. The, the, the basic... Right, the the theological view, right, and and what we come to understand through Scripture is that we were chosen by God, right? Yeah. So you have Galatians one that that talks about how um God knew us before we were born, and He was pleased to present us to His Son Jesus Christ, right? So He knew us, He chose us, He called us, and He presented us to His Son to be saved, yeah. right? And 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 that would be like right the intellectual side, but the ultimate side. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and what what matters the most? The most, right? right? Yeah. But then I think there is like this experiential side to it as well, right? Yeah. And, like this and, very personal yeah, side the, to it. The personal, at, which goes into like the why. The why. why am I still a Christian? Like yeah. what? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think to some degree, yes, it can be argued that it always goes back to God. Of course. Even in the why. And like what it he did. always goes back to God. And what he continues to do in us, yes. right? It always goes back to God. But then there's this part that we kind of experience on a personal note, like you were saying. But yeah, guy, you could you could take us into that. Take us into that. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think it's, it's very personal and intellectual, right? Those two questions. Like, how are we saved and why are we saved? You know, when I think about the why, I think about like the reason why, you know, we say, right? So you think about, for God so loved the world that he chose his only begotten son who are perished by happy eternal life, right? So I think that's the 
personal experience side of the question, why are we saved? So if we look at examples in scripture, let's take Paul. He had the intellectual knowledge of Jesus. Like he grew up in that culture, right? He studied. Like there's nothing that, that you could talk to Paul when he came to theology that he did not know. Yeah. But on the road to Damascus, he experienced something he's never experienced before. And I think he experienced the grace of God, the love of God. And I think he's ex he experienced the overwhelming process of how God brings us into salvation. You get, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the personal side of it because I think for me, I was a believer before my mom passed and before my divorce, I was a believer for for 10 plus years. And I've always talked about like, I've never experienced God in certain ways the past three years that I haven't experienced some the previous 10 years. So the when I think about the question, why am I still saved? I think it's because God allows us or God allowed me to experience his attributes, the different, the different side of his attributes through whatever I'm going through. So there's times where when I was depressed, there's times where I, when I was anxious, there's times where I wanted to walk away from God and I turned to different things like, like porn, sex, alcohol, to give me relief, to give me some type of enjoyment. And those things will always leave me more insecure, <laughs> wanting more than before I started enjoying those things. So it wasn't until I started praying, or I would call Geo, I would call somebody and give me encouragement, or going to church, or even worshiping in my own time, where God was telling me, like, yo, these things that you run into is only temporary. Those are temporary relief. Come and be with me. And not only that, I will fulfill the things that you are missing or the things that you are trying to replace me with, with sex, with porn, and that leaves you more insecure. But I'm going to allow you to experience a whole different side of my attributes, like his love, his patience, his goodness, all of that. So part of the reason that, apart from the theological side, that I feel like I'm a Christian is because when I was down and I ran to things that I felt like should have gave me joy, should have gave me relief, should have removed this overwhelming depression that I was feeling, those things did not work. And the only thing that worked was me running to Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus being graceful enough to allow me to experience him. So apart from the theological side, I believe that God allows us to experience his attributes, the different sides of him, to remind us, like, I'm your savior, I'm your Lord, I'm your father, I'm Jehovah, I'm Jabra, I'm all that. And yeah. he allows us to, to, to experience that. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm still saved today. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I'm tracking with you. And, and I think, what, like, in other words, we don't just have... Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, which brought us in, grafted us into the vine, right? Gave us life. We don't just have that to hold on and cling to. We have this ongoing experience 
Yeah, we have Christ. Jesus six sitting with us at the table. Absolutely, and it's ongoing. Like it's it's, it's, ongoing. it's 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 this constant stirring of our affections for Him over and over and over and over. And and we know we need that, right? I mean, what does Scripture say about our heart that it wanders constantly away from Him? You know what I'm saying? Away from what is right, away from what is true. So there is this constant work that Christ is putting in, the Holy Spirit is putting in to continue to remind us of his goodness and why we want to be with him. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. which is which is which is an amazing thing because he doesn't necessarily have to do that. He's perfect in all his ways. He's holy. He's righteous. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to convince us that he's worthy of our affections towards him. He's worthy of our obedience towards him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, of course. No, of course. And and but I also think the the how, like you said earlier, like is a huge role too. Because if we only think about the why, right, then we could have the tendency to lead into a, some type of legalism. Oh, for sure. If we only think about the why. So I think the the how, which we said earlier, is the ultimate part. I think that. Like we we have to get that right first. No, I agree, but I also think that even if you go, even if you go down the road of of the why, it still doesn't point back to your works and your efforts. So if you're if you're looking at scripture correctly, and you're acknowledging and seeing clearly the immense part of grace that plays in the way that our affections are stirred for Him, for Jesus, for Jesus, which gives us peace as Christians. Like I can, I I'm at rest. And I have joy in my heart being a Christian, yeah. knowing that my life is a life that I live unto God in obedience. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Am I perfect? No, but but I have peace with that. But that's not because of my good works. That's not because I'm working towards that. Again, it goes back to God and his goodness, because if you go back to our stories and how we had these up close and personal encounters with God throughout the darkest seasons of our life, what did that show you? It showed you that it was it was all him because if you would have if you would have put my works on the scale during that time, it would have measured up. It would have measured up to nothing. Like I was deserving of the opposite of God. I was deserving of hell. You get what I'm saying? So like either which way you think about it, it always goes back to God and you really have to question when you get if you get to a point where you're like patting yourself on the back because of the relationship you have with God, something's not right. Something's not right. Something 100% is not right because now you're equating it to your works. And I, and, I, and, and I know that if you've ever sat under leadership that carries that prideful posture or that egotistical posture where it's like, I'm this righteous guy because I don't do this, I don't do that, I you don't do this, earn it. therefore listen to me, therefore, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like you've sensed that, hey, th- Something's not adding up. Something's not right here. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not us. It's not based on our works. In no part of our experience, it's not based on our works. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And that's how. And and so, in order for you to clearly understand the why in the right aspect and the right mind frame, you have to understand that, like before the foundation of the world, God's God chose us. Facts. And not only He chose us. But he put his words into action. He put his intentions into action by coming down and dying on the cross. So that itself 
shows us that like we don't got no part in this. Yeah. Ultimately, we don't have no part in this. The Not only did I choose you, but I came down and died for you. And now, facts. And now, there is access to me. Facts. Facts. So, There's so, access to experiencing my different the different attributes as to why, you know, you are believed. If I were to articulate the part that we have in our Christian walk with God, because this topic can be, be manipulated to where it's like we misconstrue what grace actually is mm -hmm. and we just leave everything up to God. Right. We don't do nothing. So the way I would articulate our role when it comes to our Christian walk and our relationship with God is everything that we do is a response to his love. Right. So the work that I put in or the work that I that I put forth towards a mission field. Is only a response to his love. It, it flows from a place of of love because of the way God loves me and gratitude. Just yeah, like, exactly. Just like gratitude you said to me is such a it's it, it's it's such a a major factor because to me gratitude shapes the way you go about spreading the gospel. It shapes the way you live, love other people, live life. care for your neighbor. Yeah, it, it shapes all that because we know it's possible to to do these things, but do it with the wrong heart posture. Of course, like we 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 see that a lot. We see that often in the church where. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of going through the motions and you're checking things off the box. Whereas when you understand, well, when it goes beyond just understanding what it was that God has done for you and you start to experience what God has done for you in a present basis, that is where the way you love people changes. The change of the man. And it's funny because as you're saying that, I'm thinking because... The amount of effort that we put in whatever it is that we want to do, whether that's career, business, sport, being a major, you know, influence in the world, like there's motivation behind that. Yeah. The motivation can come from people that you love, people that loved you, people that has done something for you. Shannon Sharp, he just left the show undisputed as a talk show host. He's a talk show host, like a sport, a sportcaster. And he said to Skip Bentley, Skip Bentley, which is his co-host, he said, the reason why I went so hard is because you vouched for me. So the reason I stayed up 5 a.m. studying, learning about baseball, learning about hockey, because as a talk, as a talk show host, you have to, sport talk show host, you have to know about all the different sports. And he's yeah. a football player. Yeah. So he said, it's because you went to bat for me you went to vouch for me. So the level of dedication was greater because of what you did. That's right? good. That's good. Imagine if Christians apply that yeah. to what we do. Why is it that a lot of believers put a lot more effort into their business, a lot more effort into their school, a lot more effort into the career than they put in actually living this Christian life? Yeah. That's good. I think, and I think one of the answers to that is because 
we often live a life that is selfish and it's all about us. Whereas the work that God calls us to is about everyone else and him. Mm -hmm. It's about pointing other people to him, not pointing other people to us, but career, business endeavors, relationships. We make that about us. Of course. So it, it boosts our image. It boosts our status. It boosts. So, so I feel like it's an indicator when we're putting the mission of God secondary and putting the way we live secondary as far as the, the example we are to other people as Christians secondary to our business and our careers. It's just showing that, that we're not on mission yeah. for truth or, or the gospel. We're on mission for ourselves and our, and, and, and our own agendas and ambitions. No, agendas you know what I'm saying? Of course. And, I also think a second part of it, uh, and it relates back to me, right? So whenever I speak, I always think about like, okay, guy, what role have you played in this? Or how is this impacting you? I think for me, I think we just, and obviously this doesn't apply to a lot, to all of the believers, because we know believers and we know men of God and women of God that's about this life. Yeah. Right? This doesn't apply to, to everybody, but I think, we really have a misconstrued idea about what Jesus did for us. Yeah. And the gratitude and the love that you were talking about. And imagine if we put in six days of work and improving our relationship with Jesus like we put in six days of work at the gym. Yeah. Right? Imagine if we do if we did that. Like this man just gave another man credit for his dedication. Yeah. Because of what that man did for him. Imagine if we had that same attitude towards about living our Christian life. But then it goes back to having a clear understanding of how we are saved and why we are saved. Yeah. Well, how we are Christian and why we are Christian. And I think if we can really grasp that, because what motivated me to start walking again in the right way is because I remembered what Jesus did for me. Yeah. I remembered Jesus taking me out of the valley when my mother passed away. Mm -hmm. Right? In the Old Testament, that's what God said. Remember what I've done for you. Yep. Facts. That's the prodigal son. Why did he go back to his... Because he remembered. He remembered who his father was. He remembered w what his father did for him. He remembered the love and the yeah, gratitude yeah, that absolutely. he showed is because of the love that he experienced from his father. And the love, it wasn't in only how the father treated him. The love was, part part of his father's love is, okay, you want your inheritance? Here you go. You're my son. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. And for the and for believers, we know we have that type of inheritance. Yeah, eventually, you know, because we've been adopted into his family. Facts. So imagine if we understood the type of love and the type of gratitude that you're talking about. How different our Christian life would be. How different my life would be. Like, if I didn't go three years 
of rejecting Jesus' life, his love, I think my Christian walk would have been different right now. Like, yeah. I'm not saying I regret it or I'm not saying like it shouldn't have happened because at the end of the day, God is sovereign and and there's a purpose behind every single action and there's a purpose behind every single thing that he does. But me not understanding God's love and having that gratitude that you were talking about, Satan used that to lead me away from him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So imagine if we put in that work and actually living for God and understanding God. With the right posture. With the right yeah. posture as we put in everything up. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know back in the day, in my, I would say, immaturity and legalism, my response to what you're saying is, okay, I need to throw away everything. I need to quit my job. I need to quit my business. And I just need to dedicate my life to the gospel. Quote, unquote, right? I need to go on mission and, and you know, be an evangelist and all these different things, right? We are on mission where we're living life. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't have to be what we're describing here, what Guy is describing here, like putting in a greater effort towards the things of God versus your own business is not saying you can't have a business, you can't be a successful entrepreneur, and you can't go after it and work hard at it. You know what I'm saying? It's not saying that. It's saying in light of all that, in your heart, the things of God should take precedence. Meaning what? In business, you're going to have many opportunities to glorify God in that, through that, right? Yeah. Based on the way you carry yourself, based on the way you treat people in your business, based on the type of service, the values that you have. Like all of that is being on mission for the gospel where you live, where you currently live. You don't got to quit your job to be on mission and put in more work towards or, or more emphasis towards what is true, what is right, or or what is spiritual versus like things of this world, things like this world. like working eight hours a day so you can hey, how honey listen you know what I'm saying they, they've never stopped being king yeah you know what I'm saying true it's true yeah he he, he, he never stopped being a king because you know but his de- but his dedication to God and the level of effort that he put in being a rightful king yeah surpasses anything else the king that glorifies God in all his ways Right, and we know he wasn't perfect with it, but he was a man after God's own heart. Exactly, and 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 that, I think that's some, that says it right there. Like being a man or a woman after God's own heart, in the midst of everything that you do, right? That was I always thought that I had to compromise one or the other. I always no. thought that being a Christian meant I got to give up these passions that I have to be an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was me and my immaturity. You know, I needed to learn that. Oh, it's, it's oftentimes God has put those desires in your heart, right? So that you can take those things and glorify him through that process. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's in everything that I do, whether it be fitness, training, the way that I eat, um, the, the job that I work, the business that I have, the relationships that I have. It's doing those things with a heart after God. Correct. 
and that will shape how I do it. I'll never get to a point where I'm putting those things before God and my heart now is 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 focused in, in pursuing like these things with God over over here on the sideline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, that's good. That's good, man. Yeah, because even me and my own personal walk where I'm at right now, and I often think about those things. I think about even the just the basis of Christianity. And I know most people, you know, based on, on my story would be like, well, you know, if you know these things, why don't you do them? But you know what I'm saying? Like, and what I would say is like, was Peter not a Christian when he denied Jesus? Yeah. Right? So I think sometimes for me, I think about, and that's what it kind of leads to, like I said, like we're going to talk about, you know, the part of Christianity that frustrates us. Yeah. Right. Or we could get into that now. Yeah. 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 If you want. Sure. And, and I, I think for me is, is the tendency of, of legalism because the reason why is because I think what frustrates you it is depending on what season you in. Right. And that's even outside, like, like, like depending on what season you in would determine some of your frustrations. Okay. Elaborate on that. So, for example, I'm going to turn to myself, like, for example, getting out of the season that I was in, depression, not really, my lifestyle not really being pleased to God, like, being pleasing to God, like, my lifestyle not pleasing to God, I feel like I have to do certain things to get out of that. Like work. Like work. Yeah, works. like work. Like, 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 it's by my own bootstraps, by my own power that... I have to get myself out of I, this space. I, out of this space where, okay, now I want to start li- living for God instead of allowing His grace, His patience, and His love to boost me out of it. Understood. Understood. But the reason why I'm thinking like that is because of the season that I was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, part of it for me that frustrates me and that's the hardest for me still to the day to today is this tendency to fall into legalism yeah like it still follows me to this day it still feels like man if i don't do this and and complete transparency even part of this podcast because i believe that you know if you are faithful god bless your endeavors yeah right like that's 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 part of you if you're faithful with the small then you'll be faithful with the big so even part of doing this podcast, like sometimes I feel like, man, like obviously I want this podcast to reach as many people as it can. Yeah. And not only reach, but actually stir up affections for God, yeah. For God and live in a certain lifestyle. But with this tendency of being with with, with my tendency of falling into legalism, like sometimes I think, oh man, if if I don't do this or if I do this or if I don't do this like God is not going to bless this podcast gotcha yeah I see what you're saying I see what you're saying so this yeah. and this is a real yeah. thing that I think yeah and, and when we're thinking that way we're not taking into account his grace his grace and the fact that his grace and his mercy is sufficient exactly so it covers us in those times where we're missing the mark maybe you know yeah that's real man that's real I think legalism for me is a, is a, is a major factor for that for that reason, but also when it comes to how other people 
treat you when you're in certain spaces. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when those people are influencers in the faith. It's 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 one thing for a believer to be legalistic, but I think it it it's at another level when a pastor is legalistic. Oh, yeah. They're both believers, right? But when you have a platform... A level of influence. A level of influence, and you're legalistic. Now you're you're cultivating an entire body of of people, and an, an entire group of people to be to be legalistic Christians. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and that that's frustrating. It is. That is extremely frustrating, and it does so much damage, especially to 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 Christians that are going through a very difficult season. And the first thing that comes out of a Christian's mouth that is, that's being legalistic is, oh, you're going through that because of your sin. You're going through that because of your disobedience. You're going through that because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you, not only are, are you making it plain that you have, you have no understanding of God's grace, right? And you're lacking awareness of the scriptures because there's so many examples of people going through things but it was made plain that it wasn't because of their sin it was for the glory of god yeah and that's a big deal it's a big deal that is a that is a god big deal that. that 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 and and this this is going to go into sovereignty now right yeah but it is it is a big deal that we will have seasons in our lives where we are going through hardship and turmoil and it is not because of something that we're doing wrong because God is going to be glorified. And, uh, and, f- and for a long time, bro, for, th- for two or three years, for two or three years, and if I'm part of me now, and I'm, and I'm getting out of it now, the second thing that frustrates me is for two or three years, I did not want to accept God's sovereignty, like God is sovereign. Yeah. How would you just, because maybe for anybody, wait, wait, for anybody that, that is not familiar with, with that term, because there was a time where I was in church for a long time and yeah. I had no idea what sovereignty meant. Okay, yeah. No. Like, how would you articulate that in the simplest way? Like, what is God's sovereignty? And the simple way is God's sovereignty is him having complete influence, authority, and control over what happens on, in this world. Dope. Appreciate that. So influence, control, and authority. Yeah. I use these words for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for two or three years, because, and that was mainly because of my divorce. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did not want to accept that God is sovereign because I'm like, God, for, I went mission trips. I preached the gospel. I was a pastor. Yeah. Legalism. I was doing that too, That's boy. what I'm telling you. The season would, would your season would determine what, you, what frustrates you. I did this, God. I did that. I did this. I did that. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Right. How could this happen to right. me? Right. Yeah. I, I, I didn't go to clubs for five years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, bro. <laughs> it was actually not as real talk. Yeah. Like, no, like, it's I'm, real. Like, it I'm, is I'm, real. I'm, I'm letting you guys into my mind. Yeah. And how yeah. I think, bro. Uh, like, I did this. I did this. And I loved my wife faithfully. Yeah. Never cheated. Yeah. Never unfaithful. And... And now, you know, we're splitting up. Yeah. And you had the ability to influence it, 
to to shape her heart to 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 move it to a different direction to a different yeah. direction yeah you have the authority not to let it happen yeah and then you have the control but yet he let it happen and that's the reason why I did not because I felt like I've been faithful to him for so many years knowing that you could do something about it but you did it yeah yeah I could accept it yeah and part of me is still coming out of that if, if, if it's frustrating knowing yeah. having that knowledge that man got you because it does something yeah so 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 clearly I had the clearly I had that same experience and that led me into a deep rebellion where it was like yo all right, God. So, so all these years of my life are dedicated to you. I end up in this embarrassing, shameful divorce, no longer a pastor, you know, like all these things that came with divorce. Right. I'm like, my response was like, oh, this is not worth it. Is this that? is not worth it. You know, like I, I'm just going to live how I want to live. And I think for me, where the beauty of God's sovereignty stepped into place was during that period of time where I began to live in a lawless way, in a rebellious way. And God began to draw closer to me. All of the things that I patted myself on the back for, I realized were nothing. Yeah. So my faithfulness, right? I said that I was a faithful man. Mm -hmm. And it's like during that period of time where God was just kind of like loving on me. It's like he was showing me. Here was your level of faithfulness. Yeah. And you realize, nah, brother. You weren't faithful. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. your faithfulness. When we hold it up to the right standard, which is Christ's faithfulness. Yeah, we'll put, we'll put on the scale. We're never willing to, to put that on the trophy stand. Yeah. In the sense of saying, hey, I'm a faithful man. Let me put this on a trophy stand yeah. for everyone to see. Let me boast about it. Yeah. When we comparison it to Christ's faithfulness. You know what I'm saying? To us. Like, yeah. and, 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 and it was, there was a list of things that I was patting myself on the back for, you know, that during that season of being loved by God and experiencing his grace, I was like, yeah, none of this was worth, none of this was worth anything. Because, because it was, number one, it was all attributed back to me, which is why I was using it and holding it up as an argument to say, God, I don't deserve this. Yeah, I don't, I don't deserve, deserve to this to happen this. because I did all these good things, Yeah, you know? But yeah, that's real. Sovereignty sovereignty is, is a very difficult reality as a Christian to have peace with. But, but a thought for me that I have to constantly remind myself is, like oftentimes it's hard to to grasp that your value is not innate to just you like my I, i'm valuable the value that i have is because of the image and likeness in which i was created mm -hmm. by god apart from that what am i i'm dust mm -hmm. right so it's like when you put that into perspective and God having the ability to allow this or not allow this, right? And and sometimes that deals 
with you going through something difficult, hardship, something painful versus him withholding that experience from you. Mm-hmm. There is that degree where it's like, I don't have the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what he understands, right? There is a massively huge proportion of the world that we live in that I'm clueless about. Yeah. Whereas God understands yeah. every aspect of it because he designed it all. He made it all. Yeah. Like, And when you begin to put yourself in a lowly position, a humble position before the creator of the universe, to me, in my opinion, it's a lot easier to trust and 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 rest with these difficult decisions that we know had to pass through God first in order for them to even happen. Yeah. Would would you say that's one way to, to combat the frustration with God's sovereignty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I believe so. I I mean it's 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 helped me. I mean, like for example with my son, you know, being two years married to my wife and then my son being like find out that I'm having a son was like the greatest joy joy you know the greatest gift yeah and then to six half six and a half months later my wife goes into premature labor he's not even a pound eyes ain't even open yet lungs haven't even fully developed and now it's like we're in this battle him battling for his life you know, and, you know, we're having to go to the hospital every day for seven months and just, you know, he's has this issue and that issue and he could end up with this, you know, deformity and this, like just so many things. And what do you think I'm questioning at that point? Like, God, did I do something wrong? Like, am, am, am I in some gross sin that you're allowing me to suffer again? Because I'm going back to my divorce and everything that I went through with, with, with the divorce, yeah, you know? And now it's like, yo, here's this other major trial that I'm experiencing. God, did I do something wrong? Like, is this just the way my life is always going to be? Am I yeah. always going to go from one major trauma or adversity to another? To another is that, and will another. it continue this way? And then what do you think I'm thinking? I'm Now I'm thinking about the people that were judging me in the past. Oh, you're only going through this because of your sin, because of your disobedience, because of this, because of that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking, what are they thinking? Are they saying, hey, see, like, this is why you don't do this because, look, he's still suffering. Yeah. As I'm well. having to wrestle with all these, like, lies, you know. But again, going through the journey is three years later with my son. There was so much I had to learn about myself as a man, as a Christian. There was so much pruning that I needed to experience as I was learning to lear- love my son that at one point I was considering him less than because of his deficiency. Yeah. You get you get what I'm saying? Like so God was doing a a work in my heart and I believe that as we consistently experience God's sovereignty in these type of situations, we grow and have a much better understanding as we are going through that. So when the, another situation comes up, where we're questioning God's sovereignty, we can look back at the experience that we had and the way that we learned. And it's like, you know what? There's something There's something that I need to learn from this situation. There's a way that in which 
God is going to grow me from this. And you brought this up in a podcast, I think a few weeks back, where you were you were simply saying that, like, I realized that God wasn't with me to pull me out of the situation. Oh, yeah. But he was with me to teach me through that situation, situation. to grow yeah. me from that situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that has to be married when we when we when we consider and reflect God's sovereignty. Yeah. I agree. And one way that I'm getting out of it, and I completely agree, that's one part of it too. But for me, it goes back to my answer to why am I a believer? You know, why you're Christian. Mm-hmm. To part of it is I, I just miss Jesus. Yeah. And that was part of me coming out of there was part of it that, or God, 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 God used me experiencing and experiencing Him in different ways to have me come out that. You know what I'm saying? So, if we go back to Scripture, there's plenty of times where Israel was in the desert, and God said, "Remember when I take you out of this? Remember when I did this? Remember when I did this?" And that's when God was doing that to me. God was doing that for me. And it was just an overwhelming feeling of like Jesus, I I, I just miss you. Yeah. Despite me feeling how much you wronged me, because that's how I felt. Yeah. I just miss you because nothing else I've tried worked. Yeah. And nothing else I've tried could get me out of this depression. Nothing else I've tried could get me out of this insecurity that I'm feeling. Yeah. And the only time I felt secure was when I was with you. So I think God used that to kind of start the work of pulling me out of whatever rut I was in. You know what I'm saying? And and as I'm getting back on the right track with God, then I could start to accept his sovereignty because of everything you just said. Yeah. You know? So I think that's where it starts. Well, God is patient. And that's that's a beauty. And willing. A beautiful attribute of of who God is, is that he is patient and long-suffering. One more point that I want to hit on when it comes to, like, the difficulty of of being a Christian and, and understanding our role versus the role that God plays. Yeah is for me something that I've really struggled with is loving people that don't have eyes to see. See see Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Like loving people that don't have eyes to see Christ, you know? For me, like I at one point worked in I would say the mental health field, addiction world, and I built relationships with with different individuals particularly in the jails in Broward County. And in building these relationships, you 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 begin to have a real heart for some of these men that have gone through different things. And in those relationships that you have, you always get to a point where it's like you realize that, man, I can't change you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't make you see that Christ and everything that comes with Christ, Jesus, his truth, right? His love, his mercy, 
is what you need. You can't make that happen. And that is extremely challenging because when you love someone, at the core of your love for them should be like, I want you, like, I want to see your soul set free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's not just, it's not just, I think it's very superficial, like the, the relationships that we have, that it's just like about having a good time. I just like the way I feel when I'm around you. That's why we chill all the time. Yeah. For me, it's like, man, when I love a friend, when I really care, like I care about that person's soul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I look, I don't just look at the present. I look to the future when it comes to that person. And to the future is what dictates how I am with that person in that relationship, you know? And for me, it's like, dang, like, it's really hard when you love someone that you see is just, like, living for themselves. Yeah. And y'all have such a connection on other on other levels. So there's similarities and all those things. And it's like, man, I just, I only only you can do this, God. Like, this is out of my hands. And that makes you feel it makes you feel kind of almost helpless. Yeah. Because we want to, right? We want to be in, in control. It's very relatable to like being in a, in a marriage and, yeah. and you and you want to see that person that's failing, a marriage that's failing because the person is falling for somebody else or their heart is no longer with you. Yeah. And you know that you have, there's nothing that you can do to change their to heart. To change that person's heart. You, 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 you have to literally just lean on prayer and, tr and, and trust and know that that God's will is going to be done in that person's life, yeah, and that that will may include you or it may not include you, yeah, you know. But that's a that's a big wrestle for me is 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 when you love someone that that in that season in that time that you have a relationship with them they don't have eyes to see Christ, yeah. and and they're not grabbing hold of those seeds that you're trying to plant. Time. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like only God waters. So that, that, that I would say is something that's a little challenging yeah. for me in my Christian walk. Yeah, no, that's real. It is real. I mean, I, I haven't thought about it like that. It's, I also think one reason that I'm a believer also, apart from everything else that we spoke about, is having people in my life before I became a believer that did what you did, right? So prayer, gospel, like Andy, Andy played, Andy, Joshua, even Serge, they they became believers before me and I heard the gospel from them. Yeah. Now that does not mean that I became a believer right after I heard the gospel. Yeah. It was probably maybe a year later, but I think God used them to dig up the soil and put a seed and he watered it. Yeah. But the beauty is that he uses people to Facts. Facts. And I also think one big part is is prayer. Like, my mom played such a big part in my Christianity that she was praying for me since birth. Yeah. She always told me, she said, every single day since she was born, and she spent like five years in prison. She said, every single day she was, she, I, I was born, that after my, my birth, she prayed for me. And I had become a believer until I was like 17. Yeah. So it's real. So you know. So I think. So I think that for 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 those people who who have that heart, that that actually is a real struggle. So yeah, God is good. God all is the good. Time, yeah, and man. All the time. He is, is good. good. <laughs> this guy.
This man corny. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, that's all we have on this one. I appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on this one and even some things that you guys want to hear us talk about in the future. But we will catch you guys on the next one. Hey, go follow the page, Safe Talk, on TikTok and the gram. We don't have a Facebook. We have Facebook. Yeah, we got a Facebook. Facebook. Safe Talk. Pod the Podbeam. And YouTube. YouTube. Catch y'all on the next one.